Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. After his baptism, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where for forty days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing at all during those days, and when they were over, he was famished. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become a loaf of bread. Jesus answered him, It is written, One does not live by bread alone. Then the devil led him up and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And the devil said to him, To you I will give their glory and all this authority, for it has been given over to me, and I give it to anyone I please. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered him, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil took him to Jerusalem and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to protect you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is said, Do not put your Lord God to the test, when the devil had finished every test, he departed from Jesus until an opportune time. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. Amen. This first Sunday in Lent, it's the tradition in this congregation to begin the service with that procession and uh, singing of the great litany, the oldest piece of Anglican prayer that we have in the prayer book. I think some might look upon it as uh, a bit of foolishness, seeing all these people parading around in a church and wondering what on earth is that all about? Well, actually, we have a number of processions in every worship service. We have the procession of actually the people coming into their pews and the procession that opens the service as we sing the opening hymn. And then there's a procession of the elements and of our offerings that come to the altar. Then the procession of the people as they come forward to participate in communion. And then finally, the procession that we have as we go out into the world. All of those processions, in a way, are memorials. They are things that help us to remember that what we do here and what we do in our Christian life is part of a journey. And that journey is something that we need to recall and bring back to mind over and over again. I find it uh, interesting that on this first Sunday in Lent, the uh, wisdom of those who put together the, lit the lectionary put that lesson from Deuteronomy in today's uh, lectionary because that lesson is a recalling. It is a memorial in a sense of what God had done for the for the Hebrew people. 
And it is a recounting, in a sense, of their salvation history. Well, what's interesting to me about that is that we end our Lent with the great vigil of Easter. And at that great vigil, we have a number of readings. And those readings are a recounting of salvation history. The salvation history that started with the Hebrew people. And then as we were grafted in, in Christ, the salvation history of our people. It's important for us to remember. It's important for us to know that the life that we live is really a journey. It is, it is a series of memories. It is, it is those things that we must look back upon in order to deepen our faith. Part of the genius, I think, of what we hear from Deuteronomy is that it managed to combine the communal observance and the individual responsibility. One of the things that we hear in that lesson is a description of a liturgy. And if you look at the first part of the reading, which we we did not read this morning, you'll see the, the beginning of that. As the people bring their first fruits and present that to the priest and put it down before him. And then they hear a recounting of their salvation history. A reminder to them that they were people who were slaves. They were people without a land. They were a people who did not have harvests. They had nothing that they could really present to the Lord. They had nothing. They were so marginalized wherever they were. But now it was different. God had saved them. And to acknowledge that gift, they were giving back. They were giving of their first fruits. This was a people who could acknowledge the miracle that had occurred in their lives, in their history that made it possible for them to come before God and to give thanks. So I think it's very fitting that we begin this Lenten season with the lesson from Deuteronomy because it reminds us of the importance of recalling, recalling our salvation history, recalling how God has been working in each of our lives through the good times and the bad. Because part of that history that's recalled in Deuteronomy is is bad. It's not all just the good stuff. It is indeed the good, the bad, and the ugly. The memorials in our lives may also be memories of hard and difficult times. But part of the discipline of Lent, I think, is bringing all of that before God. Offering our memories corporately and individually. You know it's important because in our own town in Concord, and I'm sure in the towns around us, those of you who are from Acton and from the other communities around us, we all have those times when we celebrate the memories of our communities. We as a nation do that in many different ways throughout the year. And we as individuals do as well. It's extremely important that we recall our past And to see how, looking over that, we can see God's hand at work in our lives. We need to offer our memories. We need to offer our corporate and individual memories as part of this time of coming before God and acknowledging God's goodness in Lent. When I get uh, particularly discouraged with the state of the world... And uh, this is probably as uh, discouraging a time for many of us as as we can remember. I I recall a a story that I heard that comes out of the Bosnian-Serbian War. 
And I believe it's something that, that we need to remind ourselves of that we hear in this story. Uh, those of you who recall might even remember when this happened. It was February 5th, 1994. The Marcale Markets was jammed with Sarajevans. And the market, of course, was like any other market in the center of a European town and in many of the communities uh, that we live in, where people come together not just to buy food that comes in from the countryside, but also to share in the festivities that occur as people gather together. The community life is a part of that. Well, on this particular day, there were hundreds of men, women, and children who had gathered for this weekly communal event. And then without warning, a 120 millimeter shell exploded in the midst of that open air market, destroying everything and most sadly killing 68 people. There was a man who was unable to accept the murder and the mayhem without doing something. He believed that it was important for him to memorialize not the death so much, but while acknowledging the pain and all that was lost, to also acknowledge the life that was there. He was a member of the Sarajevo Symphony, a cellist, and he decided that he would, he would live a memorial for every one of those people who died. And so the very next day after the bombing, he came into the middle of that marketplace with a chair and his cello and he sat down and he played a very brief concert. There was no announcement. There were no applause. Some people perhaps gathered around to hear, but it was also fresh in their minds. One can imagine it must have been very difficult for them even to come back to that place. And yet here he was in the middle of it playing his cello. The next day. He came again with his chair and his cello and he played a concert and the next day and the next day and the next day until he had played 68 concerts in the midst of all that mayhem and mess that had been created. All of it to celebrate the life that had been and would again be in that place. I believe that that is a story of redemption. That is a story of how God works in the lives of God's people. Because we all know that our lives have bombed out places in them. I have them and you have them. My life has wounds and your life has wounds. And part of what I believe we're called to in this season of Lent is to open those wounds to the one who can heal. To put before God those bombed out places in our lives that need the sound of some music to recall that there is life that can still be there and will be there. God promises to be with God's people. It's incumbent upon us to recall that salvation history, that history that occurs and is present in our lives, especially when our lives are in their most difficult place and to open all that and put it before God. So I believe that this Lenten season, we are called to walk into those dark corners of our lives 
and also to place before God those good things that we can be very joyful about. And not to just wallow in the things that were bad and not to just uh, have great pride in all of the good, but rather to say, God, this is my life. This is my memorial. Come into it and help me see where you have come into it over and over and over again. As we begin this Lenten season, let us dare to walk into those dark corners. And like those bringing the offering of first fruits, let us recount the story of God's great saving power in all of those places in our lives. And let us dare to bring the love and the forgiveness of God even into those bound out places that are within us. And let us hang on to those reassuring words that came at the end of that psalm that we sang this morning. You shall, you shall call upon me and I will answer you. I am with you in trouble. I will rescue you and bring you to honor. Amen. <laughs>